Todd Gloria was inaugurated Thursday as the city of San Diego's first mayor of color and its first openly gay mayor. At the same time, the city council chose its next president, Dr. Jennifer Campbell. Joining us to discuss is reporter David Garrick. I'm Joshua Smith, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Uh, David, great to have you on. Uh, can you start by just explaining the context for the overhaul at City Hall? For years, the city's been largely controlled by conservatives, no? I mean, I think it's been divided government. You've had uh, Republican mayors and then you've had a city council that was controlled by Democrats. And now you're going to have complete Democratic control. You have an eight to one council majority that's Democrats uh, and you have a Democratic mayor. The first time you've had a Democratic mayor under the straw mayor form of government, except for a really short period with Bob Filner, which I don't think anybody counts because it was so chaotic, tumultuous and ended in scandal. Yeah, totally. So we'll yeah. see how that happens. We with, had with Republican mayors for a long time. And then, yeah, we did have a Democratic-controlled city council for the last few years. But this definitely seems like something new in San Diego. Uh, well, we've had a Democratic-controlled council for the last 15 years um, consistently. But but the key is that you're right. To have it 8 to 1 versus 5 to 4 or 6 to 3 is a huge difference. And having a Democratic mayor is a huge difference. So it's going to be one-party rule, for better or for worse. A lot of people are scared of one-party rule. On the other hand, San Diego's turned so blue that it probably fits with the ideology of, of the residents now, it appears, by the way they're voting. So maybe there's you know an opportunity here to, to sort of have what people really want to happen happen in San Diego for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Okay. So can you explain the political sign- uh, significance of Campbell becoming the next council president? I think a yeah. lot of people were hoping to see Councilwoman Monica Montgomery take that role, right? Yeah, there were only really three three candidates because uh, there's five newbies out of nine, uh, and, and one of the uh, holdovers is a Republican. So you have three Democrats. It was Vivian Moreno, Monica Montgomery, and Campbell. And it turned out to be a battle between Jen Campbell and Monica Montgomery. Uh, last night, you had seven hours of testimony, 300 speakers, more than 90% of them were supporting Montgomery Step uh, versus Jennifer Campbell. And their con- main contention was that Montgomery Step would uh, prioritize and more effectively fight for social justice, law enforcement reform, equity for communities south of Interstate 8 that have been neglected and underserved over all these years. Um, and I think there's probably some fair points there. Monica Montgomery has made a, a lot of inroads on law enforcement reform as head of the city's public and safety committee. On the other hand, it's not like Jennifer Campbell is a conservative. She's a progressive in, in every way. Yes, she is white, but uh, she's her liberal bona fides are not in question. Um, and I think you could argue that Montgomery can do just as much on law enforcement reform as head of the public safety committee as she could as council president. I'm saying that that's definitely correct, but I think you can make that argument. Um, anyway, so but there was a lot at stake in the sense that, you know, the community came out and the council didn't listen. And the community said, you're not listening to us. Ninety percent of the people speaking here want Monica and you're sticking with Jen. I mean, I, I don't know. There was not a lot of comments from the council explaining their actions. I would guess they would argue that maybe the silent majority was out there and they just the folks who came to the meeting didn't necessarily represent the community at large. I'm not sure they'd make that point, but I think they might. Okay. Yeah, I talked to a bunch of people about this over the last couple of weeks, and it seems like there's a number of people in the community that feel like Montgomery was was more progressive and that this really does kind of set up this dynamic on the board now where you have moderate Dems versus a more progressive faction. Do you think we're going to we're going to see that play out at all? You know, as a reporter, it's easy to to fall into those kind of descriptions. But I have to say, I, I, I struggle with that because. I, I don't know. Is Joe LaCava? Joe LaCava on certain issues, he's the representative for La Jolla and Carmel Valley. He's new. He, he's really far farther to the left than most people on, on certain housing issues. 
On the other hand, I mean, he's an engineer and he, you know, has worked in, in as a business consultant to help developers. So, you know, I think, I think it's hard to pigeonhole these folks just as more progressive and less progressive because I think it varies a lot by issue. You know, so I don't think it's as easy as that. But, but I certainly hear what you're saying. Um, and I think that's sort of the new normal in San Diego. When you have eight Democrats, their distinctions are going to become more important because that's what matters. That's what matters to running the show. Whereas in the old days, when you had five Democrats, they sort of had to stick together to fight against the four Republicans. So it'll be interesting to see all that play out. And so what are the issues that they may be sparring over coming forward in the next couple of months? Uh, well, I, I think this is a bipartisan stuff, probably the first wave of things. Homelessness, which everyone agrees is a big problem in San Diego. Um, how to deal with the pandemic, maybe more relief for small businesses, um, you know, maybe uh, lengthening the eviction moratorium, and then possibly emergency budget cuts unless the federal government comes through with a, another stimulus package that helps San Diego and, and state government out. There's going to have to probably be some budget adjustments because the budget that the city adopted last spring assumed that tourism, San Diego's a real tourism-reliant economy, assumed that tourism would bounce back in February and March, and that's not going to happen. And so there's a lot of revenues estimated in the budget. You know, the budget's just a plan, a guess, an estimate. A lot right. of the revenue is not going to come in, so there may be budget cuts, I think. More long-term, though, how aggressive are you on implementing the climate action plan, which could become a partisan issue where if you're a more progressive Democrat, you want to be more aggressive on that. And if you're less progressive, maybe you don't, because theoretically, uh, environmental things theoretically hurt businesses. At least that's the way sometimes it's always you know, characterized. Uh, and then also law enforcement reform. You know, uh, and how do you want to handle uh, reprioritizing the money you're spending on law enforcement and then social equity? How do you want to make up for the fact that San Diego communities south of Interstate 8 and south of Highway 94 have unpaved roads and lack sidewalks and don't have as many parks and have smaller libraries? All that stuff, it's sort of a long term history thing that needs to be, you know, counteracted, but it's not going to be counteracted in five minutes. It's going to take years to do. And where does Gloria fit in in all of this? Do you think that he'll be siding with the more progressive faction or the more moderates? You know, he's always been a really uh, a broker of deals. I think that's one of the reasons why he's so well-liked and has such widespread support. Um, I think he's he's definitely not – when he was on the council, he wasn't a far-left progressive. He was more middle of the road. On the other hand, he did pass the Climate Action Plan and helped write it. Uh, and and he, uh, he helped write the Climate Action Plan. And he also was the, the spearheader on the minimum wage increase which I think most would say are pretty liberal, you know, stances to take. Um, but he also had some issues with labor. The labor unions were against him in certain cases. So um, I wouldn't say he's a chameleon because I know he wouldn't like that. I would just say he's versatile. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how he bridges the gap between the, this, if, if it does exist, you know, and it will probably exist on issue to issue, a progressive wing of the Democrats versus a less progressive wing. Yeah, we could see some, that's interesting. We could see some intrapartisan over specific issues. But like you said, it'll come down to whatever that particular issue is. There'll probably be a lot of nuance on stuff. One thing I want to point out was that last in last night's vote, districts four, eight, and nine, the districts that are south of Interstate 8, the lowest income districts and the most ethnically diverse districts, they all were together on that city council president vote. They all voted for Montgomery. Montgomery's in district four. Right, but she was joined by Sean Elo Rivera of District 9 and Vivian Moreno of District 8. And sort of the other districts that, that are not below 8 cited together. I'm not saying that was what made the distinction, but I think it's worth noting. Okay. And where do Republicans now stand? Do they have any control in the city? 
Uh, no, you have one Republican councilman named Chris Kate, and he's kind of laughing about how, you know, he's he's in an interesting position. You know, he's he obviously is a guy who wants to reach across the aisle, and he cited uh, Jim Campbell and him partnered on passing the lifting of the height limit in the sports arena area uh, okay. on the ballot. So, I mean, he has some history of doing that, but obviously, yeah, I mean, Republicans Republicans have to sort of, uh, you know, hope to work with the maybe the moderate, less progressive Democrats that you're talking about, and, Cam- and Campbell might be one of those, so... Okay. Very good. Yeah, well, David, the president now, so. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us. That's a great little update on where we are at City Hall and the overhaul at City Hall. And uh, we'll be following this and I'm sure talking to you again soon. Thanks, Josh. All right.